often. Faith becomes more about who is in and who is out or about who belongs and who does not. But in order for spirituality to be good for anyone, it has to be good for everyone. In this podcast, we find incredible people using their faith and life as a catalyst for goodness in this world. Be inspired to discover your own goodness in order to make your life, your family, your community, and your world better. Welcome to the Chasing Goodness Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Kinzer. Great to be with you again. And here's the thing. It was three years before my wife Susie joined me on this podcast, and then she did, and then you and all of your friends decided to, to listen, which is not good for my ego when my wife comes on the show, and suddenly everybody wants to talk about it, and everybody, it was literally the most downloaded episode of, you know, of quite a while. I, I won't say forever, Suze, but for quite a while. So in the summer, especially like mid to late summer, my podcasting downloads tend to go, they tend to tank a little bit. So it's not you, babe. Everybody's out vacationing, yeah, exploring, having fine. the time of their lives. Whatever is the reason is the reason. But I thought, hey, the podcast needs just a little, little shove in the rear end. So what should <laughs> a little I do? Kick in the- yeah, Ours. a little kick in the pants. And so I figured, well, I would just bring the person on that apparently everybody actually I'll wants to I'll kick you in the arse. <laughs> actually wants to hear from. And so, Susie, welcome back to the show. Hey, Here we are. Hey, hey. Back on our back porch, which is where we did the last one. We talked about relationships last time. Mm-hmm. And today... Well, it's a it's a beautiful day, and we're just uh, sitting here enjoying what feels like sacred space. And so we're going to mm-hmm. talk a little bit about sacred space because we were chatting last night and had this realization that over the last couple of weeks, I'll say, but really all the time, like I had, I specifically this last week had this moment where you know you just like a woe is me moment where maybe life didn't break exactly how you wanted it to, or maybe you didn't quite picture yourself exactly where you are a little today. Little pity party, if you things will. Things could have been so much better, and I know you've had similar <laughs> scenarios. And as we talked about that, and you you literally feel like you have a little tantrum for a day, and then you get over it after you go to bed and wake up the next morning. But as you think about that, and you brought this to light, it's like. There's just always this desire, and maybe it's just you and I, but it seems like it's a people, longing. Yeah, that's that's the right word. Like we have this longing for something beyond where we are. Yeah, like what's next? What's around the bend? What's over the horizon? Why can I not get there? Yes. But then, as we've been navigating our lives and our children's lives and friendships and family, we have decided like we're just going to make peace with the longing and live in the present the best that we can, knowing that the longing is always going to be there. At one point, Matt and I were making a trek down the river one day, and I said, babe, you're always trying to catch better. I think we mentioned this in the relationship podcast, but really what we've discovered is there's always just this deep longing, and Paul alludes to it in the Bible, like there's this just this longing that we have for maybe it's our heavenly home, something bigger than ourselves. And it's spiritual, it's sacred, it's beautiful. And if we can learn to make peace with it, like we might not go crazy. 
Yeah, we are. We might still go crazy, <laughs> but just make it through, which is fine as well. And we're so blessed. Like I think several times a week, Matt and I look around our home. We live on a four acre hobby farm. You guys, it's stunning out here. We've got a, a bit of a valley, Chippewa Valley view. And the stars last night, I mean, come on, we were sitting in our hot tub and Mm -hmm. looking up at the stars and oh my word, there was the Milky Way. There are so many blessings. And so when we have these little pity parties, we just laugh. We're like first world problems. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's definitely. It's it's, ridiculous. It's it's funny. I'm like, we'll be fine tomorrow. And that's always true. Right. (laughs) But this this then led to like a deeper conversation of, okay, while you're on that journey, while we're trying to figure out what's next, because we always will. Like mm-hmm. I, I picture myself being like 95 years old saying like, what are we doing next? <laughs> <I know. laughs> and um, but while we're on that journey, I think it's so important in order to be at peace with where you are to find what we would call sacred spaces as you're going through life. And as I was growing up, when I would think about a sacred space and you probably too, as we both grew up Catholic to me, like anything that was sacred had to do with like a church or a cathedral or something like that. So the sacred spaces in life were the places where you went to worship on a Sunday or went to catechism or whatever it was for us. But then, you know, you and I haven't been regular churchgoers now for a minute. It's been, <laughs> Just a, a minute. Or a few years. <laughs> and not, not that, there, you know, that's neither here nor there. It's not that we wouldn't yeah, love would to go like to, to church. Be. We would totally be open to that again should the right place come along. People but, keep asking you to start a church again. <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. So, <laughs> Wait, did you just completely ignore me? Yeah, let's comment? not even talk about that. But anyway, <laughs> as you're, so, so maybe you don't have that space. Maybe you don't have that Sunday morning gathering space. Or maybe you do. It, either way is fine. But the point is, if we want to experience God kind of in our everyday life, which is what everybody always desires, mm-hmm. I think part of that desire, part of that longing is a desire to want to be connected with the divine, to be connected with God. And so if you want to do that, one of the things that we've found helpful over the years is quite literally to find what we call sacred spaces in the world. So that longing, that always wanting what's next is curbed a little bit or or you feel more peaceful mm-hmm. because you can find where you belong. What, yeah, you can find where you belong. You can find what feels like a divine presence. What you feels can like find home. Yeah, you can find like a connection to me, like my sacred spaces. It always feels like there's a connection to the greater whole, you know, when you're out in the in the woods or whatever. And so um so I know Suze, you are an expert at just making spaces feel warm, feel inviting, feel exciting, like whatever the situation warrants. Like you have the ability through a lot of different ways to just make a space feel a certain way. So when we're talking about sacred spaces, let's start by sharing, like, what are some of your sacred spaces? What are places that you say, when I'm here, these are just kind of my, my places where I feel like I can connect with God? Oh, my goodness. I feel like I have so many of those. So the first would be our porch. You know, it's funny because I have this old mirror that I... It's like a window that I hung up in the house and it says front porch or back porch. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Because on our porch, we have a big wraparound front porch, but then we have a screened in back porch. And mm-hmm. so it's like coffee on the front porch, wine on the back porch. Yep. That's kind of our daily So front porch reality. or back porch for me. Um, also, we have these trails next to our house and these very lovely, generous neighbors that let us walk. They have like 350 acres of land and they're like, come ski on our land, come walk on our land. 
So I just feel like our the land surrounding us has been such a gift and it's been so sacred. And literally, you guys, I, I do like singing is healing for me, that sacred space as well. Just my my voice, using my voice. I have just most recently felt the most connected to my voice. I had been a worship leader for years and years, and I was was never really connected to my voice until I went on this, like, just recapturing my faith journey. And I would be out in our woods on our neighbor's property or on our property, and I would sing as loud as I could. (laughs) And, you know, I didn't even care if people were, you know, somewhat around. I was just, like, trying to connect to that sacred space between God and I. So that's a very sacred space. My holding the, my. The root, I love that because that's not like a physical space. Right. That like it's you in, create internal. sacred space by just expressing yourself in a certain way, which I think is yeah. really interesting. The other thing I told Matt last night, another one of my sacred spaces, is holding my guitar, just holding it. I don't even have to play it or sing, but just kind of like when it when I wrap my arms around it, it's like there's this possibility of like. I could write a song that could heal somebody or move somebody or inspire somebody or do that for me, you know, mm-hmm. or just bring God glory cuz not every song I write is is like a hit. I'm not even on <laughs> I'm not it's even a, on the radio station. It's a, hit. <laughs> it's a hit to me in the Lord. He sees it. But no, just holding. So those are some of my sacred spaces. What about you? Yeah, I love I love that perspective because it's a lot of different things, right? For me, it's always been like I felt like my first connection to God in the very beginning was not, although certainly in the Catholic Church, like that was very sacred to me growing up. And I still find those spaces sacred. I'm thinking of like last Christmas when we went to midnight mass, like yeah. that was definitely a sacred oh. space. So don't hear us saying that that can't be a sacred space. It's just more where they can be outside of that. For me, you know, like my parents live on this little acre on a, a river up in northern mm-hmm. Wisconsin, and they've owned that property since I was a little boy. And for whatever reason, that little river flowing over the little dam and you can hear the water when you're there, for whatever reason, like that space has always been really sacred to me. If I ever need like a, a space to just get away, I just go up there and hang out with them and or don't hang out with them and just sit on their porch and look at the river. Uh, I know we loved uh, like kayak and canoe, and there's something about just being in a little quiet boat when there's nobody else around and the river's just kind of taking you where it wants to take you. That's very sacred for me. I like you love to be in the woods, you know, just taking a walk. And, and sometimes that just feels like the greatest connection to God. And it's also sometimes a place where you can blow off steam or you can do whatever you need to do. And yeah, front porch, back porch. Uh, just time with family sometimes is sacred, uh-huh. right? And our kids are getting older, so we've got a 16, almost 17-year-old and a 19-year-old who no longer lives in our house. And so those times when you do oh, have together, it doesn't even matter where they are. Like last night, we were all in the hot tub together. Yeah. And like the hot tub was sacred space, know. you know? Or like when I tell Ruben to like jump in the truck and we go somewhere, that feels sacred and playful and fun. And I don't know, something just happens in my heart like where there's a freedom that comes with that just getting in the truck. Yeah. So what, what is it that you think, you know, so those are some of our, the places that we feel are sacred spaces. What makes those places sacred? That's kind of the bigger question. So if somebody's out there wondering, well, how, how do I find a sacred space in my everyday life? Like, what is it that makes it sacred? I feel like the longing is gone. That thing that's nagging you or irritating you that you can't figure out in your life. All of a sudden you, you find peace and you make peace in your story and 
in those spaces where you're just not ruminating all day long. So I feel like for me, that's what makes it sacred is my mind gets to turn off, you know? Yeah, I like that because it's, you know, so often, you know, we as a society, but I know you and I specifically, we're such forward thinking people that it's almost as if a sacred space allows you to be in the moment. Mm -hmm. You know, if you think about everything that we shared as our sacred spaces, there's spaces where you just... You just feel the moment, whether you're in the woods, on the water, with family, with a guitar in your hands. Like in those moments, you're usually not thinking about much right. else. Life feels right yeah. in those moments. Like when you wake up in the morning and you sit on the front porch and you have a cup of coffee in your hand, you're not, at least initially, you're not thinking about what's next. You're just, you mm-hmm. know, what do they say about food? They say like that the first one or two bites or sips are the best and then it just goes downhill from there. <laughs> yes. So it's almost like that very first sip of coffee, that's the only thing that matters and everything else is everything else. And and of course, when you're like out in creation, you feel connected with creation. Like so often you're just, you're just so fully present. And I love like when you're on the river because you can't get off, you can't just get off the river. Right. You know, you're know. there for however long your journey is, whether it's an hour, half, three hours or whatever. And so you're forced to be present in that moment, which is really special. Matt, tell me what you experience regarding your relationship with God when you're in those sacred spaces. I think for me, the the biggest thing is... I, I just feel connected to like a greater whole, if that makes sense. Um, I like a lot of people. I think I struggle with thinking way too much about myself in life. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so there's something about especially being outside in nature, but all of the places that we identified, like there's something greater than just you in those spaces, whether it's the trees or the eagle or whatever, or your kids or, you know, what, even just that cup of coffee, like something about it just makes you feel like you're a part of a grander story. And so, because those moments when I get super selfish and all I'm thinking about is me, like I, like, you know, like I'm miserable. (laughs) Those moments when I assume everybody cares way more about me than they actually do. Like I'm just, I'm miserable and I'm, I'm overthinking everything. And you know, it's just, it's not a healthy, it's not a good place for me. I get way up in my head. Whereas when I can just be in these sacred spaces and, and just feel like, like you're just connected to everything around you and you're no more important than any of it. Like think about when we're going down the river and like an eagle comes down overhead or a huge fish jumps out. Like you just feel like you're no more important than that eagle or that fish or that water or those trees. You're just a piece of this magic that's going on of this sacred reality. And, And then that's just how I have always sensed God. I've just always sensed God in the midst of like the, the grander whole of creation. I guess. That's so beautiful. I love that so much. How about you? What is, what, what specifically are you feeling? Like, how are you feeling connected to God? Like when you pick up your guitar or when you're taking Ruben for a walk or whatever? There's some sense of, well, it's, it's love that I feel connected to. Um, Yeah. I'm just disconnected from any negative reality. And I just absolutely love that. I tried to have this conversation with my brother-in-law at one point last summer. I said, do guys experience as much as females do? Or should I say I do? Because I don't know if other females experience this. But there are times from my childhood where, you know, I can remember walking into the house and the smell of cookies. Or I can remember 
the the crispness of the air or or the sound of like walking through the autumn leaves and it's almost like this feeling of nostalgia or like returning to something that once was so profound to you as a little child like you didn't even know what you were experiencing but it like all of your senses were like so at full what's the word like on full display and they were fully being enveloped and that's kind of what I experience when I'm in sacred space. And I, for my personality type, I can be in sacred space with people. Like we just met these campers. We have a little Airbnb on our property and it's, we call it the happy campers. And there are this beautiful couple from Australia. And I felt like that was sacred space, just meeting them and even hearing their accents. You know, I was just so drawn in and their, their, the kindness of their voices. Did you sense that? Like, it was just like this sacred space as we were talking to them. Like, yeah, I love that idea because I love stories. I mean, you know that about me that I just, I love a great story. And sometimes I feel like when we had that moment uh, with our campers, and we've, we have this often, right? Yeah. When we get a chance to meet the people that are in our little retro camper back there, it's like your two stories are coming together, right? And in this case, they, they literally are from Australia. And so they're in the States for a couple of years for work-related things. But it's like your stories come together with people that are from the other side of the world. And there's, yeah. and for just this one sacred moment in time like you get to intersect and it's not overly profound or you're Mm. not talking about your your deepest longings but there's just something special about that I think even in the podcasting world sometimes I get to connect with people who are living these lives that are different and they're different spaces and every once in a while it feels like kind of magic shows up and you just like connect and somehow like there's this sacred reality that's happening just be be uh, in within your conversation so people family creation you know it's just there's so there's so many opportunities for sacred space to happen in our lives and to kind of shut down the the negative feelings that come with longing because longing isn't necessarily a bad thing i think it's a great thing yeah most of the time time it can be but sometimes it can just make you feel so discouraged Mm because you're like i'm not there yet but it's purposed, like it's like almost like God is inviting us into this pursuit, you yeah. know. And you, we talk about with your podcast, chasing goodness, and at times too, it's like, what's the difference between pursuing and chasing, and is one better than the other? You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Like, well, I don't, I don't know. It's like mincing words, you know. <laughs> but I hear what you're saying, you know. Like pursuit can, I would say, sometimes, you know, that. I don't know. I don't know. What what were you thinking? I just think like sometimes chasing just feels like you can never, you can't really get to it. You can't chase it down. But pursue is like this, this, this long-term plan, mm. you know? Like so this, we should change the name of the podcast. <laughs> Pursuing, Pursuing goodness. goodness. As of today. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's good. I'd, yeah. It's, it's tricky. Right. And I think, um, yeah. So pursuing, chasing, those are all good things. But what I've found I remember, so I was, I work for this anti-trafficking nonprofit organization and one of the things that I don't love doing, but, but I, just as part of my job is I, I, I kind of oversee their events and we yeah. have this big run in the middle of the summer. And, and I remember like, there's so much work that goes into it and you chase, 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 you get all the details done, you get all the details done. And then the event comes and it's a wild success. And then you wake up the next day and it's like, okay, what's next? And so sometimes I think like all of this energy that we put into mm. pursuit, all of this energy that we put into going after those things that we're longing for, 
it's like we chase it and then maybe we maybe we accomplish something maybe we don't but once you get there it's just it's it's not as exciting as maybe you thought it was going to be. King Solomon's words? Right, right. <laughs> and then you just kind of go on to the next thing. That's whereas, why we say eat, drink, and be merry and enjoy life. Yes. And that's <laughs> why like sacred space is so important because it it is like, I don't know, but to me, like I'll never get tired of sitting in a kayak on a river. Like that will never get old to me. I'll mm-hmm. never get done with that experience and think, oh, it did that. I think I'm good. Check it off the list. Mm-hmm. Whereas like pursuing things, whether it's a career or, you know, putting out an album or me writing a book, it's like you get there and you're thankful that you had the opportunity to do that thing that you did. But when it's accomplished, it's just kind of, there's like, a, it feels. There's a lull. There's like a, yeah, like breath a is taken is a way out of the room it. or something like I remember okay. when I got done writing, like I, I was the final, I was done with the conclusion of the book, you know, which is still a work in progress, by the way. Um, but I remember getting done with it and sending it off to David, my publisher. And I remember like, as I thought about those moment for the, that moment for the couple years leading up to it, I just assumed it was going to be this amazing <laughs> feeling of accomplishment. And I kind of had it mapped out in my brain what I was going to do when that happened. And I think I did those things. I took a walk. I think I, I had a drink. drink. And, and uh, I just remember feeling like <laughs> this is nowhere near what I thought it was going to feel like. To, like. And then it's just like on to the next thing. And so I think as we chase these things we're trying to accomplish, like do that. That's really good. It's really meaningful. Hopefully it's helpful to the world. But it pales in comparison to the experience that you have when you have these divine mm-hmm. spaces, these sacred spaces in your yes. life. That no, That's I'm telling it. you, no matter how many times I have coffee on the front porch or a drink on the back porch or we go kayaking or it's a walk in the woods, like I couldn't ever do those things enough, know. you know? And, and so I think a better thing to maybe chase is just the next time you get to experience that oh, sacred space. Boom. Boom. Right? Yes. But it's not really chasing it. It's more like being aware when it's present. And so like you recognized when we were with our Airbnb people this morning, to you, you recognize, hey, I'm in the sacred space. To me, I was just thinking, hey, we got to get them in the river because they're going on a canoeing journey or whatever, (laughs) you know? And so some of I'm taking their picture and watching them as they're videotaping in the back of the truck ride. I'm like, that's so cute. We made this so special for them. I was so excited about what they were experiencing. Yes. And that's the other thing that you do a really good job of is like you are always I feel like you are always working to create sacred spaces for other people I love doing that yes so I love doing that when couple one of the things that couples always say or people always say when they go into our little retro camper when they rent it out is that every little detail was thought of and it just felt so lovely or wonderful and so the way that you set that up you know that most of the time people are coming there for some sort of little getaway from they're almost always from the city you know so they're coming they're getting away from something and so you want to make that place magical you want to make that place sacred even when you know i haven't noticed like i know the the campers are coming into our house because they got to sign the waiver before they go oh, down yeah, the i'll river. light the candles yeah you're making our <laughs> house be a place that feels sacred even for those three minutes they're going to be in the house and then when we go down and take them down to the river like we have them go in the back of our little pickup truck and there's like pillows and cute little blank like you want every <laughs> little piece of and you do that for our family too you do that during the holidays you do that you celebrate people so well but sometimes it's just like a like dinner is so spectacular when you like make like when you know we're all going to be together like you make sure that's special and it's just a a beautiful thing i love those those parts of life i treasure those things of life so thank you for 
noticing. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So, you know, a couple of things I'm thinking of as we're, as we're getting to, as we're, a couple of things to, to realize as we're starting to bring this home today is bring that, it home. bring it home, is that creating sacred space for yourself is really important. And it's not just creating it, not, not just having those spaces in your life, but being aware of it when they're there. Mm-hmm. Right. So I do think it's important to have spaces that you can come and just be. And so like for us, our porches in so many ways are those places where we can just be. And so it's important to have those spaces in your life. But then it's also just important to recognize when you're in those spaces because they may happen in the middle of your workday. They may happen in the middle of a, you know, whatever parking lot at Target. You never know when a sacred space might just show up. And so just to recognize it's there, but then taking it one step further and think about like, how can we then make sure that as we're engaging with other people that we're you know, we're doing our part maybe even to make space sacred for other people because oh, that's that. like the true mm-hmm. heart of, of Jesus, right? Yes. It's one thing to focus on ourselves and focus on our own spiritual journey, but then there's something really special when our focus goes on to, you know, the people around us. So you just happened. I just happened. To write a song called Sacred Ground. Yeah. Or I don't know if that's the name of it. I think it, well, we could call it that. It could have two titles, Wasting Time. Wasting Time, Mm -hmm. which is also good. And so we are going to do a little little premiere here. Nobody's ever heard this song before. And uh, we're just, we got this one microphone. We're just going to kind of put it in the middle of us. And uh, you'll have to let us know what you think of the song. And if you hate it, then this will be the only time we ever perform it. If you love (laughs) it, we'll keep it going. How about that? Backyard happy hour Sitting with my friend Playing guitar Nothing needs my attention Right now Birds singing lullabies Trying to get me to say goodnight But the sunset's not quite done With her story yet We're killing time, wasting time. These are the best of times when there is no time. So stay a while, have another round. This seems right, it feels like sacred ground here with you. Chasing fireflies, elusive like catching my eye. The moon just smiles and she watched me walk away. Bare feet touched the ground, but gravity could not be found. My soul lets go and holds nothing over me. We're killing time, wasting time. These are the best of times 
when there is no time so stay a while and have another round this seems right it feels like sacred ground here with you Just a closer walk with thee, amazing grace abounds for you, for me. Come thou fount of every blessing, it is well with my soul, here with you. I am whole, we're killing time, Wait time these are the best of times when there is no time so stay a while and have another round this seems right it feels like sacred ground here with you Thanks, Susie. Yeah. Lovely song. So beautiful. I was uh, kind of excited because we have the computer here, of course, recording on it. And as we were recording this podcast about Sacred Ground, there was a notification. It's still up. It says, Matt Vacation. And then it says, Colorado. Because literally tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow, you and I are flying Woo-hoo. out to visit some friends out in Colorado. And we are going to be in a cabin so far up in the mountains. Sacred it's, Ground, you know, baby. We we get a chance to actually experience what we talked about today on like a whole new level because there's something spectacular maybe we should do a sequel yeah we'll get our friend carl on board and we'll just we'll do it from the mountains so anyway thanks everybody for listening go out there find your own sacred ground help other people have sacred ground in their life and until next time let's keep chasing goodness or pursuing goodness (laughs) together